0: Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the
1: Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger.
2: Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks.
3: Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And
4: I'm Lauren, your humble DM. And welcome to Distinguished Adventurers. Welcome to another episode of our show, Last time on our show, our heroes entered the Tower of Wendergod, a long-dead necromancer and demi-lich. They now own the deed to his tower and have begun to explore what's inside. The first floor had a kitchen staffed by invisible servants but no decent supplies, a room that seemed to look out over a variety of other planes, and a back room filled with all kinds of odds and ends that brought Travancore and Bernie plenty of joy. Until they pulled the deck of many things out of a box and started drawing cards. Fortunately, Jonathan was able to identify the deck before things got too out of hand. Bernie used her divine intervention to remove the detrimental effects. And with that, our heroes decided to take the stairs and climb up to the second floor. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Distinguished Adventures. I am your DM, Lauren, also known as Oboe. I just have a lot of water with a little bit of that flavoring in it because it's hot hot and it's the worst and if you hear my air conditioning in the background no you don't no you don't
1: <laughs>
4: i'm gonna quickly move on and i'm not even gonna wait to introduce our guest i believe our guest should just go next nicole would you please introduce yourself and let us know what you're drinking hi uh my name's nicole uh
5: i'm currently drinking some water
3: hydro homie
5: hydrate yes.
3: drink. me too exactly.
4: cheers Let's go right to the the hydration homie. Bernie, what are you drinking? I'm drinking water.
3: I, too, am a Hydro Homie, member of the subreddit. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Lifelong card-carrying member. Awesome. (laughs) Carlton, what are you drinking?
2: So I spent my day working in a hot warehouse. So I was going to be Hydro Homie, and then I saw that we had Body Armor Light, a strawberry lemonade flavor. So I'm drinking that because I've been Hydro homieing all day. About copious amounts.
3: Body armor doesn't sound like a drink. It sounds like a deodorant. It does.
2: Can confirm does not work as deodorant.
4: Okay. (laughs) Is it a floor wax and a dessert topping? Yeah.
2: But it's strawberry lemonade, and it's really refreshing on a hot Pacific Northwest day. You know, being from Texas, you'd think I'd be used to this, and after seven years, I'm still not used to hot.
4: No, because hot sucks. Hot does suck. It's bad. Yeah. Travancore,
1: what are you drinking? Good people of favoring. Travancore's choice this evening is Pacifico Clara. My wife likes it. I don't mind it, and it's here. (laughs) Bottoms up.
3: That's the quite an endorsement. Glowing recommendation
1: there. Well, I don't mind it. There's actually a Pacifico type beer called Soul, which actually is cheaper and I enjoy better. But I thought let me sort of test to make sure that I'm not confirming not just recency bias or whatever. But I'm trying it. It's fine. It's here, and so am I.
4: That's such zen. I want to give you, I want to like give you experience for for that at the end of the episode. Except that would be giving real life people experience and that's weird. Jonathan, what are you drinking?
0: Hey, it's Jonathan and I play Jonathan the Muscular And tonight, because of things that I have to do after this recording, I have Diet Cola. Uh, I'm tired of mentioning which Diet Cola because they need to pay me if they want to me ma- uh, me to mention which Diet Cola. Yeah. Is. <laughs> you know who yeah. you are. Pay up.
4: We that was we- aggressive. We- I know. We're upset with our drinks today. It's, a, it's all water and <laughs> My, it's fine. Hydro are not upset.
3: Nicole, are you upset about water? Because I am not.
5: I'm not at all. It was just a little warm. So I was like, I'll, I'll have some cold water.
3: There you go. It's
5: super refreshing.
3: Some of it's us super refreshing. are
5: refreshing. happy the with our quenchiest. It'll quench you. <laughs> The Listen, so,
0: Some of us spent the weekend at the beach, and it was wonderful. And now we're inland, and we're not as happy. Oh, <laughs>
3: yeah. I was in Toronto, and it was beautiful. And I actually thought I was going to be able to um, see the Toronto Pride Parade. It was on a Sunday, not a Saturday. And my uh, husband was going to be a groomsman in a wedding. And so I had all this lovely afternoon to kill. And I thought, ooh, Pride Parade, because Pride is the
4: biggest pride in all of Canada.
3: And then I realized it was on a Sunday, and uh, that was kind of sad. Oh, no. yeah.
4: I got to see a, a tiny, tiny little bit of the Seattle Pride Parade because I was picking up a friend at the airport and driving them to their hotel in Seattle. And so we basically budgeted a whole extra 30 minutes onto the travel time because we were going to be going to a hotel that was two or three blocks from the Pride Parade. But then we got to watch some of it. So it was great. Oh. You- you know what's sadly not in Wedregod's Tower? A Pride Parade, but all of you but are. it's our tower now. It's your tower now. <laughs> so, so we can have one if we want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just you know, go around the, the big center block in the middle and just go up the stairs. So like I said in our introduction, the last time you played, you were checking out the first floor and then eventually decided we're done with this floor. Let's go upstairs. <laughs> we were told and by a god. decided. <laughs> I believe my god said hey. Stop playing around in the room with the deck of many things and go upstairs. And y'all went, okay. And that's where we find ourselves. Now, you're starting to realize that God, while having expensive tastes, while obviously having a lot of Power and money to make this tower and all the enchantments that are on it and all of the, the furnishings that are everywhere and keeping it clean with all the animated armor, all animated rooms and stuff it wasn't very creative. Because as you come upstairs, you realize the second floor looks pretty exactly like the first floor. There's rooms in the four corners of the tower. The carpets are all the same. The little sitting areas are kind of all the same. The doors to all of the rooms, once again, similar. They have the interesting stained glass motifs on them. The only real difference is where on the first floor, there was a room in the center. This floor, it's just stone. It seems to just be a, a big stone block. And what would you like to do?
3: Well, you know what? they say money can't buy taste or creativity, but it can buy
0: this.: Jonathan the Magic Muscular was expecting more. like uh, Jonathan the Magic Muscular feels like as you ascend, y- you know, that's more of whatever makes you you. And I guess Jonathan the Magic Muscular sees that what made Wender God Wender God was, you know, eh? maybe...
2: Yeah, I really like the TV room. The what now? Whatever I called it last time, that was <laughs> abbreviated to TV.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, the the perfectly reasonable ex- uh, acronym for TV. Mm-hmm. Teleplane for mm-hmm. viewer. For a, for a medieval fantasy game. <laughs>
1: exactly.
4: It's interesting, Orna. You haven't heard other voices in enough time that you can't remember the last time you heard voices. But now you hear people talking on your floor. Where are you right now? Orna's
5: probably just... In one of the rooms, live in life uh, right now as a as a little, as a chair. So, you Ooh, know. excellent. Yeah. A
3: little, like, we, so far we have encountered quite a <laughs> few animated <No. laughs> objects. I'm just going
4: to break the fourth wall here so... and say,
5: the surprise sorry. has been ruined. Uh, no. I was
3: hoping this was like a Mrs. Potts
4: situation. I'm not saying that your thought of reasoning was not entirely on track. I'm just trying to avoid... Uh, mostly <laughs> singing. I'm trying to avoid things that are g- going to get us dcm made.
1: So no perception check needed for a uh, a rose in a glass container.
4: <laughs> no, as you okay. look around...
1: Just making sure.
4: Your armored bear shadow gives, gives a, a sniff. Nope. No roses around here. <laughs> so skipping back to the Herald's of greenest, you... A couple of rooms ahead of you, around you, what would you like to do?
2: Jonathan, you identified what this is, so you know what every card does now, right?
3: Oh, God. I'm not, no, I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it again.
0: Yeah, That is correct. What's this card do? (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) You do realize that... Roll a 1d20. Birdie fixed us, and she can't fix it, even if she wanted to. She can't do it for another week. So whatever happens, you're stuck with it.
4: Carlton. Yeah. Nothing happens. Great.
1: Travacore says, my guy, you are making team foosball look so
4: bad right now. Carlton. Yeah. Roll an insight check.
2: Insight. All right. That is going to be...
4: 25. Does Does Bernie yoink
3: him?
2: Uh, That meets my passive perception. So uh, if it meets, it beats. I mean... Carlton would have just given you the deck if you had asked.
4: I hit him on the nose with it. <laughs> I think like, in this no. moment, you're holding onto the deck, you're holding onto the card, you feel like nothing has happened, and you're having this moment. Uh, insight and then 12. Bernie just grabs the cards. The card that's in your hand. Immediately, just like the other cards, turns to Ash and phew, is gone. Jonathan knows the card is now back in the deck. Bernie, as you grab the deck no! and do whatever it is you'd like to Hold do with on. it, Carlton. Hold on, give me a
3: moment. What would that be, acrobatics? That is quite a leap
1: <laughs> there, Bernie. I will give her a boost if she needs it or she requests it. Or, Sha- or Shadow can give her help her up if need be. She Welcome is to on- the
2: chaos, Nicole.
4: Yeah. <laughs> You're also on top of Coco Snoot, which gives you a little extra. Carlton. Uh. You just have this pit in your stomach. Oh, I think he does. Like, you know that feeling when you've made someone mad, and mm, maybe it's not a good idea to have made them mad.
2: Revenge of the M. Carthras.
4: Was Jonathan
0: able to clock which card he had drawn before
4: he did hold it up to you? Yeah. Give me, give me a quick perception check. I'll give you, I'll give you a chance to see. Because as soon as he would have held it up, it would have, it would have
0: been gone. Yeah.
4: But you might have had a chance.
0: I thought I your oh, attention to it. That's a soft 20.
4: Nice. Soft 20. Yeah, I'll say you, you clocked a little bit of what this card is. You saw the shadowy figure that seemed to be. It was almost as though the card was moving, and you saw a figure duck behind a door on the card. And you know, someone in the world is now hostile towards Carlton.
3: <laughs> Get in line, buddy! Get in line! That would be, Bernie says, that's me. And she hits him with a (laughs) card
4: Nicole, you've been uh, a chair in this room for a while, listening (laughs) to all of this happening outside because they're loud. Would you like to remain here or are you going to go take a look and see who these people are? At this point, with all of this,
5: you know, chaos, I guess, happening outside of this door, I'm going to try and and go on over and, and take a peek out to see what this group is and and what all this noise is.
4: Okay. Are you actually making yourself go through the door or are you going to basically peek from under it and try to continue to stay hidden?
5: It's been a while. Not the best at observing individuals. So I'm just going to go ahead and try to like go through the door a little bit.
4: Okay. You kind of pass through the door a little bit. Um, Give me a stealth check and then give me a perception check. And let's see what everybody sees.
2: Am I giving an active perception or a passive?
4: Nicole is just giving a uh, a stealth and a perception check. The rest of you are still talking about the deck of many things, so we'll be looking at your passives. So
0: Jonathan the muscular, having seen the card and previously identifying what the cards are, he knows which card this is and, and what might counteract that card, right?
4: Yeah, I'd say you'd know that.
0: Okay. Jonathan the Muscular is going to put his sh- hand on, uh, actually, Jonathan, here, okay, here's what we're going to do.
3: Bernie says no. No, no. He deserves it.
0: Jonathan the Muscular is going to be like, Carlton, hold there for just a moment. Bernie, capital S Spellcaster meeting. Okay. Yes. I so we, 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 we go off. I, I no, look. You're not going to exclude me on this. I, I want look it. at, at, uh, at, uh, at Traficore. I'm like, sorry, buddy. Only Bernie and I have the tools for this one. <laughs> I took down the other Lord of Entropy. I deserve it.
3: You know, and we're really, really proud of you for that. Everyone loved that for you.
0: you do you you guys remember it? Uh I, I just recently watched this because it's one of my favorite comfort movies. Hot Fuzz, when the detectives are like, uh are like frowning at uh at Nicholas Angel. They're like, For our audience at (laughs) home,
2: Jonathan's making a weird face.
0: Yeah, we're frowning. The frowning and the and the going off off camera, but then coming back and yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm.
3: that's what that was wonderful. I was so like, it was a moment where I thought, yes, this does not elude him.
4: Um, but we'll be right back.
3: Uh,
2: Carlton does not stay put though. Once they uh, uh, go, hold on a second. Hold 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 on a second.
4: Hold on a second. So Bernie and Jonathan have stepped to the side to talk. Carlton you're uh having this this moment with the two. Travancore has also had this moment. Nicole, what did you get for your perception and your stealth?
5: That was only an 18 on perception or on on stealth and then only a 16 on perception.
4: Okay. Pretty good. Only an 18 will beat all our shit just <laughs> fine. I think uh-uh. <laughs> it won't be Carlton uh Travancore and and also at this point Bernie and Jonathan have stepped away and so I'm just going to talk to Travancore and Carlton. So I know Carlton, you're gonna see this. Uh, Travancore, what was your passive perception?
0: Gotta be pretty good,
1: right? 19.
4: Okay, so the both of you see this. So Travancore, you and Carlton stand there with Shadow, basically giving very angry looks to two of your companions who've walked away. Nicole, I'm gonna describe what you see as you do this, and then I would like you to describe what they will see as you peek out. And what you notice is walking a, a couple feet away, all four of these people obviously seem to have some power and they're, they're adventurers. You can tell. You've you've seen the type. Walking away on a battle mastiff is a gnome who, pretty heavily armored as a shield, seems to be probably a cleric of some kind. Walking with her is very obviously a wizard by the robes, despite the fact that the sleeves are torn off, and he's shown some pretty impressive muscles. The two that have stayed behind, one is, you're not exactly sure from the outfit, although he's got a bit of a regal quality to him, and he's holding a very ornate bow. But what gives it away is next to him is a giant black bear, armored, with, like, uh, the hint of red on the claws and the eyes, but seems to be just standing there, happily. And next to them is the, the one that's been arguing about the card and, and seems to have gotten more bad luck from drawing from the deck <laughs> is a massive half-orc. Do you think maybe a fighter sort has a really impressive kit and also is holding onto a bag of holding that he's got slung over one shoulder? And uh, why don't you go ahead and describe what, what Travancore and Carlton say? <laughs>
5: So I think you see through this, this closed door, the handles of an ornate armchair just kind of come peeking out <laughs> through the wood, <laughs> kind of this effervescent green shimmer to it, almost. And it's just kind of like hovering. It's kind of like rotating, almost like it's it's glitching through the door. And it's, it's just kind of like, looks like just trying to see what's happening, but it, it's just noticeably an armchair. <laughs> Hey, hey Tremaco, you see that? Notice. You see that, that over there? Chairs.
1: Talk about the floating chair?
5: Yeah.
2: You know why? Because why? we're capital S Sears.
1: I like it. I feel better. Thanks, friend.
2: Lori, do you recall what I said when we first entered this tower?
4: Uh, you're going to have to be more specific. My
2: ass is going onto every chair I see.
4: <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So, well, Carlton sees
2: this really ornate, comfy looking plush armchair and is going to make himself at home.
4: All right, you approach the door, and the, the chair is almost ethereal. It seems to be like half in, half out of the door. So at the moment, you actually can't sit in the chair. <laughs> well. Your hand passes through the the arm of the chair that is uh, out, and Orna, I'll let you decide how you react to that.
5: Oh, uh, so you can see me? Oh, shit, you're a chair that talks?
1: Were we not I- supposed to see you?
5: I mean, I thought it was... Better at hiding. I guess I'm a little out of practice. Hi. What are... Who are you? What This is... Usually empty. Are you part of the tower? Oh, I mean, I guess I could... I could, you know, come all the way out and show myself. And she just floats out through the the door and is just there as an armchair. Kind of settles to the ground.
4: And Bernie and uh, Jonathan, it is at this point that you notice it's impossible for you not to i if that you want Carlton suck <laughs> to a chair yeah, if you want to have if you want to have had a little bit of the conversation but a, basically at this point you're like that's a ethereal armchair that's so, talking jo- i
0: think at, the, at up to that point jonathan the Magimuscular muscular would have been uh so bernie the card he pulled that he uh, that carlton pulled is actually something i can take care of uh, okay. with a wish now
3: oh no no see so here no- um jonathan some people are their own punishment.
0: This is why I'm talking to you about this. I wasn't just going to do it.
3: No, we should. And then Brittany goes, could the thing that hates him in the world be an armchair?
0: (laughs) It could be an armchair. It could be a dragon.
3: No, 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 no. Could it be that? That armchair.
0: I mean, really, it could that, be ta-
3: that's Jonathan. Talking, Jonathan the Madamask
0: muscular is gonna still continue to be like the the nutty. It could, I guess. You know, maybe it's the armchair that you know we we found along the way. This figurative no, armchair that you. Clearly... No, it
3: looks like a real, a literal armchair. We're gonna use that term correctly. Literal armchair. It doesn't seem angry, but then again, I don't know how they emote. So I think good spellcaster talk. Carlton gets to have some random nemesis. You know, actually, I think he'll enjoy that. Let's not get rid of this one. I think he's gonna have a good time getting hunted down by either that armchair or another nemesis. We shouldn't be rude. Let's go and introduce ourselves.
0: Okay, we'll put a pin in that because ne- <laughs> nemesis might be something that he can't handle, but. You know, it's a little a little roll of the die. We'll revisit this, and we turn around. And- <laughs> Hi, guys! I found a
5: talking armchair.
3: I can't leave you alone for five seconds. No! Hello, I'm Bernie. Uh, he-
5: hello, I'm I'm Orna. It's a it's a pleasure to meet you. And she turns into like a potted plant and extends like a a branch as if to to shake your hand. <laughs>
3: Did you know my friend Travancore here was potted plant for a little while? He this had a bow tie. Is excellent. Briefly, as yeah. I shake
5: Ozma's uh, Osma's hand. Or leaf. I, or, Orna. Orna, sorry. no, I said Ozma.
1: Orna. My bad.
5: I, I don't think I have a bow tie, but it's it's quite nice to, to, to meet you uh, all. Hold on, hold on. Uh, bag of holding. Bow tie. And I reach in.
2: Do I get a bow tie?
3: Do we have a bow tie in there?
2: From when Travancore was a potted plant?
3: Yeah, because he's, yeah, he's but not wearing we it now. You got the bag now. of holding. After he was aborted. I don't think we kept the bow
4: tie. Uh you know what? Hold on, I'm gonna roll something. To the dice! Oh my god, is this like a is this There's a roll like to see if we are hoarders? Carlton, no, no bow tie comes out.
3: Hmm. Oh good, we're not hoarders.
4: All right, we'll
5: find something better for you. <laughs> it's okay. I don't. I don't really know how I'd attach it, but I guess I could copy it.
2: Are you just? Are you? Are you fully ethereal?
5: I do have a hard time interacting with the world in, in you know, any sort of uh, meaningful way or, or physical way, it seems. So, yeah, I guess I would be considered fully ethereal. Oh, that's so cool.
2: And are, can you just change into any inanimate object?
5: It's just kind of things I see around me, and, uh, you know, I I like to watch things and people. I mean, there hasn't been anyone in this, in this uh, tower in, in so long. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're the new owners. Oh, um...
3: Technically, we have the deed.
5: Ergo, we are the new owners.
3: Yeah, was Winter God a a friend?
5: Winter God...
3: So that's a no, right? That's a no. No,
5: no. So you won't be mad that that we murdered him. That's
3: good no that was not murder no carlton this would be considered self-defense
0: he i i believe he attacked us
1: first. Yeah. he initiated the attack
0: and then we murdered him
3: Are there standards not no, no. we
0: defeated green. him slew him murder implies uh that we maliciously took him out for our own gain yeah Got it. we kind of did but the the gain was our lives yeah
3: you know, also, technically, legally, I think if we had a moment to sit and think about what we were going to do, we can no longer say it was self-defense.
1: You know, we assumed this whole time that God had this tower forever and ever. Maybe he picked up the deed five minutes before he ran it to us.
5: We we don't know. <laughs> I mean, he, I, as far as I know, he's had it for, for quite a long time. But you're, you're saying he's he's gone. Yep. Yeah. Is that...
3: Are you tied about to this place?
5: I think he was the only one who really knew what was keeping me here. Oh. 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 So in in that regard, you know, like, that be helpful to, to know. Yeah. Uh, can I pull out the deed and see if there's any,
2: like, small script on, like, how the inner workings are? Of, like, who is tied to the place? Or any type of information we may have picked up from Wendergod about... The people here?
4: Kind of. Yes, you can pull out the deed. As you read it over, you don't find anything like that. But Orna, go ahead and give me either a wisdom or intelligence check. We're going to go with intelligence on that one. I figured one of those two might be. 19. You watch as Carlton pulls out the deed and starts to read it over. And this sparks a memory of, yeah you don't remember what the thing is that is tying you to this place that Wendrigod made, but it's somewhere on this floor, and you know that now that he's gone, maybe maybe you could find it.
0: Jonathan the Magimuscular speaks up and is like, Orna, tell us a little about yourself, how you ended up here, and why something here might also be keeping you here. I, I'm not a necromancer at all, and Neither is Bernie or, or any of us, but, but you we've got some we've got some spell casting power of of various calibers. I dabble in
3: life and death.
5: I, I did hear that. There was, you know, you, you mentioned having uh some, some, some kind of spell power between the two of you. Three.
3: Little bit. Little bit.
5: <laughs> oh, three of you. And then
3: Bernie looks at Travancore and says, Little bit.
5: All all of you. Okay. Well
3: There's magic in no, places, I, I, it does things. I've got resurrection capabilities. On occasion, I don't really do the whole like you know. I don't really go in for that branch of clerical interest. But did you? How long have you been here?
5: I mean that I I don't know. It's been I, I have a hard time remembering. But seeing the deed, I I remember I was I was tied here. There's something something holding me here. There's a reason why I can't leave this floor. This is this is kind of like the floor I was supposed to be on. Oh, you asked me to tell me tell tell you about myself. Um
4: mm-hmm.
5: uh, uh well my name is Orna and uh you know technically uh and she transforms into a very ethereal looking dragon. She's like I'm a dragon and I like to observe things. Oh. Uh it's been I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure exactly how i ended up here but i do know that it was all you know i i wasn't supposed to be here i got i got captured or in in, in somehow trapped in this ethereal plane or killed and, and 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 locked here i'm i'm really not quite sure what's what's keeping me here
3: Orly, did you ever have a body oh Yes. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that body still exists? Or do you think perhaps it was
5: bones that Wonder that God was using? Was a long bones. time ago, I think. <laughs> so it's, it's probably gone.
3: Oh, I'm sure it is now.
5: DM, between
0: Travancore and myself, based on the way Orna is describing her behavior and what, what she likes and doesn't like, and now that we know that she was a dragon, can we lock down... I'm gonna be a guest at, uh, or a, uh, a fan at a panel. I have two questions. Um, okay. Mm-hmm.
4: Are they actual questions? Because if they're statements, well, i have is to a, ask you to walk away. One of them is a
0: story. Uh,
4: How, <laughs> dare you, How dare you. I know, I'm sorry. You. That's I'm sorry. 45 minutes. <laughs> and Jonathan the muscular dies. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. And Bernie
3: goes, oh no, I'm out. It looks like I'm out of spell slots. What are your questions? <laughs>
0: So one, can we lock down what kind of dragon Orna was based on her description? And two, does did it look like the dragon bones that that like sort of what Bernie was implying and going to? Does it look like the dragon bones that we fought with Winter Winter God sort of match that same dragon type? Because like like black dragons have bones that kind of go down, like horns red dragons and- have go up. You know, copper dragons kind of go to the side. Gold dragons kind of don't. They got whiskers. They, they've got like yeah. antler horns. I don't kind think of.
3: the whiskers are bones, but that's yeah, a possible. Jonathan
0: the muscular wants to confer with our dragon expert and have a think about it. Yep, okay.
4: capital D dragon expert.
0: <laughs>
4: there you go. I will let then Travancore roll a, a nature check with advantage as Jonathan helps. And Orna, uh, mm-hmm. when you transform into a version of yourself, are you an actual version of your dragon form or are you hiding that?
5: I think it's, it's a, you know, obviously a much smaller form, but uh, she's trying to convey the message across, almost like using herself to to paint the picture of, of her, her backstory. So, you know, she's got the very long slender neck and, and everything that goes along with it. So I'd say it's it's, she's trying to be, you know, close to, her appearance her former appearance
4: yeah and what kind of dragon are you
5: i am an emerald dragon
1: Ooh. and
4: Travancore, what'd you get on your roll
1: just like the white wing doug i rolled a oh doug, rather i rolled a 17.
4: excellent so you are able to identify orna by this description pretty quickly even though you've not met any gem dragons you have heard of them And then thinking back all those months ago, maybe it was about a year ago, to when you actually fought Wintergod, and you seem to remember. First off, the bones that you fought were kind of an amalgamation of a bunch of different dragons, and no, you're pretty sure there were no gem dragon bones in that cave. Oh, bless day. Okay,
0: so it's possible that your either your body or mortal remains might still be here, and that's what's anchoring you. In which case, we can. Find them and then help you do what you want with them.
5: I mean, that's that's possible. I I feel like it'd be kind of big, so it might be kind of obvious, unless you know, for some reason I can't see it. But I, haven't, I don't think I've seen dragon bones laying around.
0: Well, maybe maybe it is something smaller, like uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe you're encased in a gem or something. <laughs> Jonathan the Madamusker. We've all seen <laughs> just as weird stuff. So.
3: Yeah, we have a talking head named Murray. He's the Skull, and he lives in our bag of holding, and we can talk to him for 10 minutes every day. So this is actually not the strangest thing we've come across. Oh. You can have Carlton tell you about the opal later. Oh, uh, Hopefully there were no
4: dragons in that. The, um, the omniscient <laughs> voice of the DM breaks in before that story can be told. Orna, you something about what Jonathan just said sparks that fuzzy memory because Mm -hmm. it's hard to remember anything here. Every time you pass through a door, you forget where you were and what you were doing. And so everything is fuzzy, but something about what Jonathan just says rings true to you that. Yeah. The thing tying you here is, is an object. It's a thing. It's not your bones, but it's a thing.
3: That's good. Yeah. That would be weird.
5: There's, there's some thing tying me here seems to have have captured me or my essence or something it's it's binding me here so it's not you know my head or anything like that that's kind of good
4: okay The distinguished adventurers are huge fans of Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons and Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from our favorite D&D streams, books, and more. Every week there's something new happening in the game and it's available on almost any platform. Need some loot to gear up your champions? We're happy to offer a free Electrum chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on July 17th at 8 p.m. Pacific. So open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. S P E W B L E D F R O S. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now enough of the loot drops, back to the show.
1: I actually have an idea. I don't know if it's going to bear any dividends or not, but uh, but if let me make sure I have the name right here, Orna. Yeah, Orna <laughs> will allow my uh, my bear shadow has a very keen sense of smell. Could maybe try and pick up anything from you and see if there's anything here that matches that that odor.
3: Yeah, I want Detective Travencor to investigate ethereal.
5: So long shot. <laughs> I, I don't have a nose anymore, but you're. I mean, so I don't know if it's possible. So uh, I, I you you can
4: try. I want to make this work so bad. This is amazing. Okay. <laughs> Alright.
1: I feel like much is made of Travacord's detective ability when really Shadow's the one who finds things and Travacord takes responsibility which makes Travacord true royal in many senses of the
4: word. Alright, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to allow this partially because Shadow is a fire bear and so already not your, your normal bear I'm going to allow this because it's amazing. Shadow's going to come up <laughs> and Orna, if you will allow, this giant black bear is going to give you a sniff and there's a weird moment as as Shadow goes
1: <laughs>
4: where you almost feel like oh, if you'd transformed into some smoky thing, you, you might have been like pulled in. Like it's a very powerful sniff. Travancore, Shadow can give me a perception check, and because he's using his nose, he can use advantage. Okay. And I need you, Travancore, to give me an investigation check. Because the two of you gotta work together on this. Oh boy! In order, in order to sense an ethereal.
1: No more coasting on the coattails of my bear. All right, Detective Travencore investigates first. Lauren, while that while
2: all this was happening, would I have been able to have the minute to consult the spirits and cast augury?
4: Uh, yeah. Let's let's finish yeah. this first. Yep, and I then... just wanted
2: to put it in the ether. Yeah. I Forgot you could do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little itty bitty baby S spellcaster.
3: That is exactly as
4: predicted. Like All right, Travancore wait what...
0: point S spellcaster. Hey,
2: listen, I, listened, two, two, we're I not,
4: two spells. We're not judging. What'd you get?
1: So in the Kensian twist, uh, Travancore rolls a four on his investigation check. But Travancore got I'm sorry, Shadow got a natural 20 on his that's a 34 <laughs> total. <laughs> Everybody drink.
4: Mm, that's that's okay. All right. So Travancore as Shadow takes this whiff. And you are tapping into your knowledge about dragons, your connection to your companion, the the little bit of knowledge you know about the ethereal plane. Man, it's going to be really hard to see a smell shadow on this amazing roll. Orna, what do you normally smell like?
5: Usually it would have been, uh, I'd, I'd imagine, kind of like a, a coniferous forest. Because she liked to try to, you know, hide in near places and observe, so she's always in the woods, just kind of watching and seeing what was happening. Perfect. Pine. You smell like pine. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the fresh scent of pine. Despite the f- the misgivings you're having, Travancore Shadow seems to pick up a scent. He circles a little bit. He walks up to a couple of the doorways. He walks up to some of the other furniture around. And I'm going to say this is the minute in where Carlton is is casting augury. And where he finally ends up is what would be the closest room to the stairs where you would come up. And then Shadow basically starts to sniff under the door and it's obvious he wants to go into this room. that the, The smell is leading him there. As you're having this realization as Shadow is essentially bloodhounding into this room, Carlton, you... Take care of your augury. What are you asking?
2: So I'm consulting my ancestral spirits. We've now encountered this ethereal dragon in this dead necromancer who dealt with evil Draco liches. Is releasing this dragon a good idea? Or is it dangerous?
4: Is this a, this is the wheel or woe?
2: Wheel or woe. Wheel and woe or nothing.
4: Okay. And wheel is positive wheel outcome. Wheel is good results.
2: Woe is bad results.
4: Yeah. It's been a while since we've used this. Exactly. And I figured we
2: might as well just, you know, Orna seems friendly, <laughs> but, but also.
4: It's interesting when you ask, because you ask, is this a good idea or is this dangerous?
2: Or uh, should, I, should I rephrase it as a uh, yes or no?
4: Uh, no, 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 because I like the way that you've asked this. Okay. So you, you ask, is this a good idea? Is releasing this, this dragon a good idea? And you feel wheeled. And as you feel wheel, you continue that sentence and say, "Or is this going to be dangerous?" You get like a tiny bit of woe.
2: <laughs> I laugh in the face of danger. Ah! <laughs> All right. Well, since it's more overwhelmingly wheel. I'm gonna roll with the plan. Stan.
0: All right. Aka DM Jonathan the Muscular wants to see if we can use just a. Uh, basically, I'm seeing if we if I pr- bother to prepare a knock. Other, oh, I guess the, this is the door that into number five locked. Would you like to try it?
2: Isn't that the one that she just came? Oh, wait, she floated through. That's right. Yep. Uh, sorry, Nicole. Is your character uh, same pronouns? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. Jonathan the Magic Musker is going to give the, uh, the door the hairy eyeball.
4: Oh, you're going to look it over for
0: traps. traps? Yeah.
4: All right. Give me an investigation check.
0: Uh, Twenty four.
4: You give it a a really close look, both a little bit with your arcane senses and also just with your eyes. Um, Not touching it. The door looks like all the other doors that you've seen so far to all the rooms in this tower. The specific stained glass, you have noticed that the stained glass windows that are on these doors, they are different depending on the room you're going into. This one, Jonathan, do you have proficiency in any musical instruments?
0: I believe... I do actually. Thought as a folk hero, I was proficient with an actually. No, I'm not proficient with any instruments. Ah,
4: then you are not sure what this is. Seems nice, but you don't see any traps.
0: Okay. Yep. Let's uh, let's open up the door. Yeah.
4: All right. You open the door. It opens without issue. It opens inward, and all of you see a very plush, if a little ostentatious, music room. This is obviously some sort of a lounge where maybe about a half a dozen people, maybe more, could sit, play music, chat, that kind of thing. The floor is covered in in a really thick, rich carpet. There's four overstuffed chairs that are facing each other kind of on one end of this large room. There's somber music. Coming from the room, like as soon as you open the door, you hear this kind of mournful tune coming from a harpsichord that's in the middle of those four chairs. They're kind of facing this very ornate harpsichord that is just automatically playing music. Uh, Next to the wall near where this harpsichord is, you see an octobass, this massive fiddle just kind of resting against the wall, the bow at its side, it looks like a really well-made instrument carved onto the wall that the octobase is resting near. For those of you, because I know some of you have proficiency musical instruments, like I know Bernie does, right? And Carlton. Travancore, how about you?
1: Um, I don't think I do. Let me just double check my sheet real quick.
4: We are including pan
2: flute as an
4: <laughs> if you If you have proficiency in an instrument, that's all I'm asking. And Orna, same to you. Do you think... Do you think you would have had proficiency in an instrument? I'll ask that.
5: Nope. Uh, I'm going to say she has no idea how to play them, but knows, has, has observed their usage quite a bit.
4: Okay. So I'm going to say, Travancore and Bernie, you noticed as you entered the room that the stained glass window, it seemed to be a music staff. And as you enter the room, this carving that's on the wall, the two of you recognize it as an actual staff uh, with a couple of musical notes on it. They're a little faded and difficult to read, but they're definitely there. It's like a little tune just carved into almost the that black rock that this whole tower is made of. And otherwise, this just seems like a very pleasant sitting music room. Uh, Orna, you have that... Weird sensation. This is actually the room that you were in, poked your head out of to see everybody. And as soon as you left, you forgot everything that was in here. But now that you're in here, it has that sense of deja vu, but none of it looks familiar. And you've experienced this so many times.
5: I've seen this room.
4: Orna,
3: do you? I mean, yeah, you've seen this room, honey. You came out of this room like. Minute and a half ago?
5: I mean, I don't remember that, but I guess it does feel familiar, so I I must have seen it before.
3: Do you remember anything beyond, do you remember being outside of this room?
5: I mean, we just walked in, so we had to have come in from outside.
3: You remember us?
5: Uh, yeah. I mean, I remember all of you. I don't really remember where we were before this.
3: Do you think you're cursed?
5: I mean, I would say so. This is this is no way to live. And turns back into an armchair. <laughs>
4: oh, Bernie, because uh, I see where you're going. I like where you're going. Go ahead and give me a, a wisdom check.
3: Ooh, that's an 11.
4: Even with an 11, what you think is this... You're not sure if it's a curse or not, but if you're thinking of removing curse, you're pretty sure that's not going to totally work. Whatever is the magic that's tying her to this floor is probably involved. Hmm. But so you think you're right, but you're you are not going to be able to fix it in that way. Okay.
3: Well, okay. So the good news is very often organically, this kind of happens to us. We leave run one room and we enter another. We completely forget the purpose we had in going there. And we're so off the rails that it's like the crash at Crush. But can you turn into a musical instrument? You, can you read music, you think?
5: I mean, i I could look like one, but I probably wouldn't make the music i it she turns into a little kind of harpsichord, kind of like Schroeder's oh. piano oh.
4: <laughs> it's adorable, and it is very well. I mean, you're essentially making some amazing illusions with yourself. Mm-hmm. um but but no, unless you have some way of actually making music. You can yourself just go, ding, 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 yeah, ding. Yeah, I think she
5: starts trying to hum a little bit to the music.
3: <laughs> like when Schroeder's like, she's like, no, jingle bells. And he's like,
4: drink, drunk, drunk.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Travancore, you do see that Shadow is kind of starting to circle the room, but hasn't gone deeper in because he's, he's, he's not going to leave your side unless you let him. But he is doing the search.
1: If you, Shadow, keep going.
4: And he starts to uh, fully enter the room. He's smelling over some of the tapestries. He's sniffing through some of the, there's like little chairs, uh, little tables and armoires and and places to like put music down or cups and tea. And he's smelling through all of it. As he approaches the harpsichord, pretty much when when he gets within about five feet of it, it stops playing.
1: Hmm. Curiouser and curiouser.
4: While you
0: guys are are looking around the room for a little bit, Jonathan the Match Muscular is actually hang on, trying to figure out if we want to identify or oh wait, I have Detect Magic now. Uh, Jonathan the Match Muscular casts Detect Magic around the room.
3: I just assumed that casting it would light up everything in the damn room. I was like, I can't. and then
4: I was like, nah, we'll do this the fun way with the bear. Bernie, you're not completely wrong. So obviously your friends light up in all the normal ways. Orna completely lights up. <laughs> With a bit of necromancy, although she's a spirit, so that makes sense. There's an aura of conjuration around the harpsichord. And a little bit of necromancy, you think? And the octobase seems to also have some conjuration around it. And I think that's all you see. Uh, Yes, that is all you see. Can I I have a question?
3: Orna, would you... From what you recall about yourself, you said you liked observing, right? Yes. And that you don't play, but you do have a great appreciation for music.
5: That's fair.
3: You have an excellent taste in being a chair. Thank you. When we met Guide, if I'm being blunt, he was an asshole. I don't really see this, and Bernie kind of like gestures to a lovely music room. I don't really see, and he was a bit of a hoarder. It was a hot mess. And this place, I don't know if you know this, probably not with the forgetting, and we're going to work on fixing that. Okay. But there's like disembodied little things downstairs that kind of sweep up, which is And clean just about everything. And there's this thing where you can look on other planes. Are you sure this isn't your tower?
5: I mean, like you say, I forget a lot. But you have the deed to it, so I don't think it's my tower. But Oh, good, because then i feel real (laughs) bad about taking the stuff.
4: Orna, give me a history check spurred (laughs) on by Bernie's questions.
5: Phenomenal. Is that an
4: int-based check? Yes. Uh, History, yes, is intelligence. 22. Ooh. So obviously, your your memories are fuzzy. And as you're thinking about it, what you're realizing is the holes are mostly of this tower. Hmm. And that sense of deja vu comes back of, you know, like you remember people. You remember being in this tower, but you're forgetting specifics of the rooms. But you do remember, now that you think about it, the before you were stuck in this tower. And as Bernie describes Wendergod and the creature that they had met you have this flash of a memory of an argument of a very heated argument with this wizard and then suddenly having to defend yourself and something about when bernie was talking about him being an asshole that's what sparks this memory and so yeah you can't quite reconcile you know the room that you're seeing mm-hmm. But you can definitely, yeah, you think you remember him also being an asshole. You remember arguing with him. You remember there being a, a fight. And then you were here.
5: That that does sound familiar. Was not the nicest wizard.
3: Yeah, my mom used to say, don't squeeze the air out of a bag of shit.
5: Uh, sure, yeah, I mean, that's a great, great saying. I'll, I'll be sure to remember that one. Yeah. Or at least try to. Yeah, no, not a not a great person. I'm pretty sure this isn't my tower, because... I remember arguing, and then ending up here somehow. I was, I was fighting. I don't really remember exactly what happened, but you know, I, I, I wasn't here, and then there was like a big argument and a fight, and then I was here.
3: Huh. I wonder. You'd probably re- maybe you remember better because you're close to the thing that's keeping you here. Is that? And Bernie's like looking at Dravencore and looking at where where Shadow <laughs> is sniffing.
4: Shadow continues to kind of circle the harpsichord and. <laughs> Assuming that none of you have entered deeper into the room, basically every time Shadow moves away from the harpsichord about ten feet, it starts to play music again. Weirdly, like 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 a player piano kind of would, except without having to turn it on or off. And then when Shadow gets closer, because he's doing the thing of like trying to triangulate where this ethereal scent is coming from, and every time he gets closer, it stops playing. And Travancore, you can tell. It's it's something to do with this harpsichord, but the etherealness, this is the the point in where he can't get you any closer.
1: Good bear shadow. And I sort of fish for a treat to keep the shadow.
0: Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to be like, uh, give me a second. And he's going to attempt to identify the harpsichord.
4: All right. You walk on over. I'm assuming you're doing this. Ritually, slot. Oh, you're going to do it ritually. Okay. Yeah. So you start to do that ritually. What would the rest of you like to do for the next 10 minutes? I
3: mean, Bernie wants to see what other things Nicole can transform into as Orla.
5: Yeah. Orna, sorry. I could probably turn into that as, as well, running through a list of them.
4: Just, you're just get <laughs> made, You're just like sitting here like, oh, jeez. Turn into them all. Yeah, basically any inanimate object that Bernie throws out, Orna, you're, you've are you got down pat. Other <laughs> people, eh, not so much.
3: Mm-hmm. Bernie's interested in Orna's taste, right? Like... When Bernie Ooh. says, "Like, can you be a gravy tureen?" Bernie wants to know
1: what, na, 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 what comes up. What
3: is it? Is it? Is it kind of like a stoneware? Are we thinking silver? Are we thinking like you know, nineteen sixties and seventies, and even into the eighties? Um, uh, Pyrex Pyrex? The fun one. Well, now I gotta know or know <laughs>
4: what kind of gravy boat do you turn into? <laughs> Probably
5: a a, a very, you know, simple silver with an ornate handle. Mm -hmm. I was kind of hoping for the puking cow.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh Oh, no. No.
3: That is the great if this is the new, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? (laughs) What kind of gravy boat would you be? Puking cow gravy boat. Or it has lots of class and would be a beautiful and
4: understated (laughs) silver. Uh, Jonathan, what were you about to do? Uh
0: well what were you ask? while I was while Jonathan the Medge Muscular is in the throes of uh ritually casting the spell, uh his uh pygmy owl familiar uh Bucks uh has hopped onto the to a nearby chair closest to Orna and is just looking at Orna and cocks his head. And uh, you see before you Orna a small pygmy owl who has uh, possibly flecks of like celestial coming off of him, just very subtly. Otherwise he's just adorable. Wow. He's very cute. Just keeps looking at you. Unblinking owl eyes.
4: <laughs> I did I did forget to introduce Bucks. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> this this little
5: piano just kind of like tilting itself as if it's, you know, like moving around and, and getting different angles at uh, which to stare at him.
4: Do you hear kind of like the, mm, like slight, slightly like keys shifting as you do it? While this is going on, uh, Carlton and Travancore, what, what are you up to?
2: Once Orna has... Confirmed that they are, or is not the owner of this tower and that we have the deed and it is all ours. I am clocking this room for things of interest and or value. Other than the magical harpsichord.
3: Bernie keeps, looks one eye over and looks at Travancore, and she goes, watch him. And he goes, can you do salt and pepper shakers at the same time?
2: Because I need money for my tavern that I'm opening. So cause there's going to be <laughs> a fine dining tavern and that shit it's expensive to open.
4: When Carlton says that, and Trevancore, I'm going to ask what you're doing in a moment. Carlton says that and starts clocking the room. Orna, mm-hmm. give me an intelligence saving throw.
5: Oh, so that's only a 17.
4: With a 17, especially remembering getting this vision from before, you know where your horde is. And now you kind of think you know what Wendergod did with it. Wow, how could you forget that?
5: Wait, so he's Wendergod's Dead. You he he's gone, right? Yeah, yeah. We disposed of him. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. He's he's very dead.
1: He put us in us or them situation.
5: Right. Right. No. That that makes that makes sense. Like we've established, not not a great person. Nope. Um. Was Was he? Did he have all the the like horde with him, or is it still still here? He had he had a book about bards.
2: Uh. He had this deed. He had uh, a Opal.
4: Travancore, as whatever you're about to do, you're, you're doing, uh, I will say, you know for a fact, knowing dragons and you do, there was no horde in that cave with Wendregod. There were some choice things. There was no horde. No dragon's horde.
1: I'll, I'll say as much.
4: And what were you up to during all of this? Well, keeping
1: one eye on uh, Carlton now, as per Bernie's instruction, the other eye is sort of remembering that um, God was the, the the being that introduced us to the whole idea of the Faltier instruments, if I remember correctly. So I'm trying to look in this this musically themed room to see if there's any further information about these instruments that damn near killed us.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right, actually, let me ask. Yeah. When you're when you're looking at these musical instruments, what exactly are you trying to ascertain? Are you trying to ascertain if these musical instruments are dangerous? Are you trying to ascertain, are they tied to the the Falatier instruments? Like, what what avenue are you going down?
1: So I think I'm looking for any kind of link to Folleteer. Not just the instruments, but anything in the room that would link back to or that would bring a bell in my mind.
4: Okay. Give me a history check with advantage. Cool, cool. While you do that, Carlton, without a roll, you can kind of clock the room. It's ostentatious. You actually get the sense that maybe this is a, a bit of a show-off room. It's kind of a fancy schmancy room. There are also four chairs you have yet to sit in. Very plush chairs.
2: Not anymore. He's <laughs> starting with <from> the one <laughs> closest.
3: <laughs> All
4: right. As Carlton starts sitting in chairs. Bernie is concerned it would be rude
3: as Orla takes the form of a chair to sit on the chair's butt. I
2: almost tried sitting on Orla, so until <laughs> I realized that my butt would fall through.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: This is true. Travancore, what would you get? 23. You look at the two instruments in this room. They're finely crafted. You know from Jonathan that there's auras of magic around them, but they definitely don't seem to be on the level of the Folletier instruments. You look at the wall where there's this measure of music written into it, and you don't play an instrument, but you have a very good memory of maps and geography and where you have been, and there's something about the music that's on this wall that reminds you of the book that you had that had all of the, uh, it basically had the instrumental symphony. There there might be a correlation here, but you're not sure. You don't think these instruments have anything to do with it. You think they're just really nice instruments that maybe have some kind of magic around them. And Jonathan, I'll say at this point, your, your identify finishes the harpsichord itself is conjuration magic the harpsichord is basically a safe it's a magical safe thanks for listening to our adventure if you've enjoyed our show then visit us at distinguishedadventurers.com there you can find links to our podcast and social media pictures and bios of our cast info on our patreon and much more thanks again and we'll see you next encounter We appreciate all of our Patreon patrons and extend a special thanks to our top tier patrons. Thank you, Forrest from StabbyQuest, Jesse Florence, Nate Zakari, Rebecca, AKA Bunny Monster, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Oddy, Linnea Boyev, Lori, AKA Calamity Jane, and Hunted Shadows LLC.